What's <laughs> Welcome back to your fix of Seriously Fun with Mel and Chris. Second episode. Seriously Fun. Alrighty. Today we're talking bad gifts, Chinese New Year, we have a segment called Pet Peeves, but first up, Mel has a story. I do have a story. You've made it sound like my story's really <laughs> juicy, but it's actually not. It's more like, I'm too polite, or at oh. least, yeah, look, let me explain. What so, a fucking G up. Yeah, look, I went to a strip club on the weekend for one of my good mate's birthdays. It was his 30th and, you know, went out dancing, had a little bit of a boogie. I managed to hit my activity goal for the entire day. Closed your rings. I closed my rings. What an unfortunate (laughs) thing to say on the dance floor in a strip club. Yeah. (laughs) No way. I wasn't in the strip club. (laughs) I wasn't in the strip club. I didn't. I closed my ring. (laughs) I didn't. No, I'm, oh, I definitely was not having a boogie at the strip club. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this so before before the strip club managed to close my close my rings at the bead, actually, <laughs> which doesn't sound any better. <laughs> For those of you who don't live in Brisbane, the beat is the local gay club. Yeah. It's just the club to go to it's, for dancing, irrespective of what you identify as. Yeah. It's a, it's a great place to have a boogie. Anyway, dancing away, super hot and sweaty, close me activity goals, not my rings, my goals. And then afterwards, went to a strip club, which I haven't, I haven't been to a strip club in like 10 years. I forgot what it was like, you know, mood lighting, very, like lots of R&B music, huh. you know. like Is it like the tempo to like I think it's more to? like... Genuine, if you want it, let's do it. Pony? Yeah, yeah, no, no I'm okay, thinking, yeah. I'm like the, the beat in my head. I can't go with that though. But like it's more the slow jam, slow tempo. To yeah, like, for the grind, you know. Grind. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so go to the strip club. Totally respect the industry, but for me. It's not your chair. Yeah, no, nah, I, f- I feel a bit. I'm a pretty shy person. I feel pretty... I can feel your discomfort. Yeah, I feel pretty uncomfortable with an entire room of people watching a girl dance all over me. Point of my story is, while I was at the strip club, heaps of people, heaps of the ladies kept coming over and asking if I wanted a lap dance. And every time they'd come over, I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. Like, all good. Hope you have a great night. See you later. And then... (laughs) My mate and his brother that we were out with are looking at me like, why are you so polite? (laughs) Like, you know you can just say no thank you and leave it at that. Like, you don't have to tell them to have a good night, especially when they've come over more than once. Well, it's just because you're a really (laughs) nice person. Like, good on you for being kind to people irrespective of where they work, even if they're serving you coffee or offering you a lap dance. And so you should. You should be kind to people. That's so sweet that you're like, oh, have a great night, babe. Thanks. 
Uh, she must have been like, I'm going to crack this bitch. I'm going to get her to give me some... The one that kept coming over. Yeah, give me some cash so that I can... Best part was... Give you a great night. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the one that had come over quite a few times. Eventually got to the point, because I was... When we first got there, we're sitting like right at the edge of the stage, right by the stripper pole, all three of us in a loungy couch thing. And then my mate wanted a lap dance for his 30th and I didn't want to sit next to him. So me and his brother went and sat somewhere else, watched from afar. (laughs) We didn't. didn't. Anyway, we're sitting like off in the corner doing our own thing. And after this chick had come round a couple of times and asked if we'd wanted to dance... Um, I'm pretty sure it was her that then said, do the two of you want to lap dance together? And we were like. Like a two for one? Yeah, like, I don't know, if our legs touch in the centre, she'd just like oh! ride us both at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so not only did I get offered a lap dance multiple times, of course, because it's a strip club, I also got offered a threesome Lap dance? Is that what you would call it? I don't know. Does anyone know? Is anyone that's tuned in listening here ever had a lap dance that they've shared with someone else? Can you tell me what you call that? Also, or, is it good? Oh, I don't, Do you ever, oh. I don't want to know what you've done. We're not asking that. <laughs> you can keep that one to yourself, but feel free to write on the group and and name said lap dance. We, let's see what name you come that up with. dance. Yeah, the three legged race. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Anyway, look, I was too polite. That's basically what I've taken away from this, and um. Like I said, that's not the juiciest story in the world, but that was my Saturday night. So speaking of birthdays, our next topic is about times in your life when you've given or received a bad gift. <laughs> or You, you should have said bad gifts first. Why? We've just been talking about being at a strip club and getting lap dances and you're like, our next <sighs> topic is have you ever given or received? Right. <laughs> I see, I see. Well, apologies for the... But times in your life when in relation to bad gifts, you've given or received a bad gift or you've thought you were going to give a bad gift, but it turned out to be a winner. You go first, Mel. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you about Nana Joan. Nana Joan, for a little bit of context, was my Nana's stepmother. And Nana Joan was a, she was an interesting lady. And every birthday, Christmas, for the first, I'm going to say 15 years of my life, she bought me Barbie underwear. Wow. Just Barbie underwear. She was like, I've got the perfect gift for Mel. She loves it. No, it's that whole like... Oh, she's a young little girl, therefore she loves Barbie. No, I was the biggest tomboy. Yeah. Known to man. Everything I wore was like baggy clothes, army. I love army coloured stuff. Hats. I loved to skateboard. And then every year I'd go see Nana Joan and she'd give me these Barbie undies. I wore them too. So bad gift? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can you, you imagine them? me in frilly pink Barbie underwear? Do I need to imagine that? No. <laughs> good. <laughs> that's a good. That's um. I think undies and socks are like. That's the. A good gift for a granny to get. <laughs> Do you realize what? what you've just said? What? I got you them because you're a granny. Fuck off. <laughs> I got Mel <laughs> socks and undies for a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a granny. I am not that old. And you are not far behind me. Thank at you. At this present stage, at the re- time of recording this podcast, I'm three years younger than you. No. You're no. three years older no. than me. No. No, 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 no. I'm it's surprised. Not a full three years. I'm surprised you can even see me. You're so far ahead in life. <laughs> that was so brutal. <laughs> I'm not that far ahead. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, just you wait. Anyway, here's a winner. This is a winner. One year I didn't know what to get my brother for his birthday and I panicked and I didn't have much money because I was in high school. So I just ran down to Woolworths and I bought him a four-liter tub of Napoleana ice cream and he still says that is his favorite birthday gift ever. That's cute. So I thought it was going to be shit. But also he didn't share any of it with the family. He was like, this is mine. (laughs) And he made a point of eating it straight from the tub with a spoon. In front of everyone. Do you remember, this is for one of our friend's birthdays, we got invited to birthday drinks, but we were working all that day and we didn't have time to plan anything. And we were like, fuck, what are we going to do? So we stopped at the night owl. Yeah. And we bought a Happy Mother's Day card. Because it was the literally the only card. A bag of frozen peas <laughs> and a pack of highlighters. Yeah. And we wrote on the card, Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, sweet pea. Hope this is the highlight of your night. And then we rocked up at her birthday drinks and made her open it in front of everyone. Yeah. But she loved it. Yeah, it was super lame. Shout also, out to like, Anna. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday from in December, I think it was. (laughs) Now we can't even remember your birthday. Sorry. (laughs) So I had a a birthday party in primary school and I told everyone, you don't, like, if you're going to get me a gift, fine, whatever. But do not get me dolls because I don't like them. They scare me. And do not get me porcelain dolls because they terrify me one friend got confused oh, i said anything clown related as well is no nah, i can't do clowns so one friend got really confused and bought me a porcelain clown doll thinking i'd love it <laughs> and i was so scared and mum's like it's the principal you know like you should put it on display because she she went to all this effort to get it for you so i have it like up on my little bookshelf and it's watching me sleep and I just couldn't, I couldn't deal. Is this why you hate my little clown yes, doll so much? Because it reminds me of many sleepless nights as a child watching this clown doll watch me. I'm going to put a post, uh, a poster. I'm going to put a picture. I'm going to put a post up, God, of the clown doll yeah. that I have that you're super creeped out by. Yeah. And the, and the 
music that it plays. You've got to put a video because the yeah. sound it makes. <clears throat> yeah, it's creepy. Well, I don't know if this is technically a bad gift. I think this is too good of a gift. Mm. So one year, first confession here is I may or may not have been thoroughly in love with Ricky Martin at one point <laughs> in my childhood. Like I was living Davida Loca, like there's no tomorrow. He was great though. He was. He was really great. I would have been like 16 and hang on. Wait. I thought you were going to say you were like 10. No. <laughs> Continue. Wait, was I 16? I don't know. Can't backtrack now. I can't. Look, it it was around that age, whatever. I'll just accept it for what I it is. I was old enough to know that I should not tell people I like Ricky Martin. But Look, I l- it was one of those <laughs> things where it was like my style of music was emo, R&B and Ricky Martin. Oh, classic. Yeah. Anyway. Classic who am I phase. So my family used to go up to Noosa for Christmas, which is like Sunshine Coast, Queensland. Wait, Sunshine Coast, Brisbane. Why? What am I saying? It's like I've lost all geographical knowledge. Anyway, it's not here. We used to go away, stay at the beach for Christmas. And Dad would take us to the Maroochydore Shopping Centre to buy presents ahead of Christmas time. And Mum also loved Ricky Martin. So I went and bought her the Ricky Martin CD. Is this like the Homer Simpson bowling ball situation where you actually bought it for yourself? No. Oh. Although, I mean, yeah, I drove around in the car with her and she would have been able to play it. So, like, there's benefit to me as well. But I'm, like, super excited. I'm like, yes, I have nailed this present for mum. And I'm usually pretty terrible at gifts. Sitting there on Christmas Day, getting excited. She gives me all my presents. I open mine and she has also bought me the Ricky Martin oh! CD. <laughs> no, and what did I was, you do? Well, I just was like, oh, my God, it's so great. I can't wait for you to open your present. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, no. Anyway. So when my sister was in early high school, one of her friends for my sister's birthday was like, what do you want? What do you want for your birthday? And my sister's like, nothing. I don't want anything. So when her birthday rolled around, she gave her a gift. And my sister's like, I thought I told you I didn't want anything. Opens it. It's an empty, clear jar with a piece of paper that says nothing on it. (laughs) I thought that was great. It reminds me of the time that you were going to the convenience store and you asked me if I wanted anything. And I said, oh, surprise me, thinking that you'd come back with, like, a chocolate bar or a lolly or something like that. <laughs> and you'd Do come you know back. me? I think this was, like, really early in our friendship. Uh, so, well, no, I guess I didn't. Because you came back with a box of gelatin. For context, Mel's vegetarian, I'm vegan. We don't eat gelatin because it's so, made from animals. You bought me the most useless gift possible. And that was, like... Four years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have it. I still have that. Because you can't use it. Because you can't use it. Yeah, I don't think you should use it anymore. It's been there for a long time. But also your values will say that because it's a food item, 
You can't throw it out because then that's waste. Conundrum. Look what you've done. I, I'm, I'm very aware of what I've done. You've made a you. fool of everyone. You haven't picked up on the song, I have haven't you? picked up the song. Oh, well, look what you've done. You made a fool of me. Oh, no, I don't actually know who it is. <laughs> I think it's Jet. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's a thing. <laughs> so let us know times when you've given, received a bad gift or you thought it was going to be a bad gift and then it was like winner, winner. We'll start a thread. Rockin'. All right, so Chinese New Year started this week and while I'm not an avid horoscope or zodiac believer, I do get a good giggle from reading them. So let's – I'm going to find your Chinese New Year 2022 zodiac thingamabob. You're going to find mine and we're going to see what the – what 2022 has in store for us. Okay. All right, 2022 is the year of the tiger. So the overview says, ox and goat are the luckiest zodiac signs in the year of 2022. But for the rat, the snake, the monkey, which is you, the pig and the dog, you will need to make comparatively more effort in order to make achievements. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Work more. Yeah. But don't worry because mine in the overview says that the rabbit, dragon, horse, me, and rooster are destined to enjoy a smooth life and good luck in making money this year. You know what I read from that? That I'm going to work really hard and you're just going to ride along on my coattails and just cruise. I'm the one making the money. By doing nothing. Is that what it says? It says I'm smooth. Yes, you're cruising and I'm killing myself working. Excuse me. No way. All right, let's, let's dive in a little bit deeper. So this is specifically about monkeys in 2022. It says that it will be a very productive year, although you will have to face certain obstacles and you will use your talents to overcome any issues and be successful this year. People born in the monkey sign are optimistic and never discouraged. And even if some problems knock them down, they will rise and keep on fighting. You've been really quiet so far, so I'm not sure if you're like in agreement with where this is going. No, I'm not. And I'll tell you why when you've finished. Excellent. So the Year of the Tiger is an ideal time to sign up for specialisation courses or maybe seminars and workshops. Girl, you've got some work to do. Oh, would you like to hear your 2022 feng shui and lucky elements? Yeah. Your lucky colours. Khaki green. (laughs) Orange and red. Orange is my favourite colour. Your lucky numbers. Four, seven and eleven. Four is my favourite number. Look, all in all, your yawn is super necessary because that was very boring. That was very boring. Do you want to hear about yours? I mean, no, but sure, hit me with it. Okay. You heard it right here, right from the horse's mouth. She wants to hear it. 
The horses will be the centre of attention in the Water Tiger year of 2022 because they love to communicate. (laughs) Speechless. This year, the people around them will help them expand their points of view and look at their issues from different angles. This sounds like a fucking self-help book. In 2022, the horses will get involved in projects that require a lot of creativity, plan cultural events, and reach maximum success at work. I hope it's more than... And earlier you tried to say that I wasn't working hard. I just, I hope that we haven't already reached maximum success. (laughs) I think Uh, we're going to have to talk about this because 2022 is all about communication for me. mm. Mm. We're doing a bloody podcast. I feel like I'm communicating enough. Yeah. Let's have a gas bag about it. Ah, maybe a chin wag. Towards the end of the year, you're going to be more romantic, happy to flirt and meet new people. So (laughs) best visit a strip club. Back to the strip club. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, girl, I'm coming back. Oh, that's so funny. Cool. Um, I'm going to have to start practicing if my flirt game's going to be top-notch by the end of the year. It goes on and on and on about romance for you. So, look, this is the year. This is the year for it. Right. Lucky colours. White. Forest green. <laughs> fucking kidding? My lucky colour is white. And forest green and blue. For anyone who doesn't know, my entire wardrobe is black. Yeah. I never wear white. I have to go shopping. Mm. Lucky numbers. 8, 12, 35. Lucky months for marriage. Hey, never know. May, September, October. And your compatible signs, rat, tiger and dog. <laughs> is the year for romance. Excellent. Um, symbols that attract wealth, abundance, success, prosperity and fortune are the feng shui tassel. With double carp, a bowl of abundance, and coins. So keep coins in your pocket, I suppose, and that's like a lucky thing that will attract wealth, abundance, success, those kinds of things. Sick. And a Buddha statuette is a symbol of prosperity, happiness, and increasing the family members. So keep a Buddha statuette, you'll find love and get pregnant. (laughs) There's absolutely no way I'm having a baby. Not happening. Might not be you who's carrying. So in the space, less than 12 months. Because it because says at, at the end of the year you're going to have success in romance. So what you're saying is in 11 months, not only am I going to be suddenly be a very romantic person in a relationship, I'm also going to get married and have a baby. Possibly. So you want a Buddha statue? <laughs> Keep it to yourself. I don't <laughs> want it. <laughs> Too soon. So, like I said before, the reason I don't necessarily agree with everything that my monkey zodiac is saying is because, so my wife's mother is from Beijing. She uh, does tarot readings for us and they usually bang on. And she has, she's also Pisces. She's told me what the Pisces sign for this year is. And it's all about any new business venture you want to take up or any projects that um, are brand new that you've been thinking about but don't necessarily 
haven't necessarily started yet. If you start them this year, they will be very successful and it's a great opportunity for you to start fresh with a new business venture. So basically get it out there and put the work in and you'll do well. I mean, technically your Zodiac sign did say that you'd be working really hard. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's supposed to be a um, financially opportunistic year for monkeys, uh, for Pisces, I should say. Sick. Sick. Okay, time for the news segment. I'm super keen for this one. We're going to talk about some pet peeves. Pet peeves. All the things that I hate. Things that make me irate. This is about my pet peeves. All right, so we're going to theme this pet peeve and it's all about nights out. Yeah. Staying in theme with the whole episode, birthdays, Chinese New Year, nights out, strip clubs. <laughs> Always coming back to the strip club, aren't you? <sighs> All right. What is your pet peeve on a night out? It it gets me words really gets under my fucking skin when people stand at the bar and drink at the bar, but they're not ordering, and you can't get up there to bloody order a drink because there's just Doofus McGee standing there. They're blocking what? all the space. Yeah, get out of my way. Girl, gotta get drunk. Or even just some water. Like, move. Go stand over there at the table, buddy. I don't know what's with my little one-liners in this episode <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, girl, get it. Mm, gotta get drunk. You like hyping me up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? It also kills me when people will be lining up outside of a club and they're not in like a single line or even just like two people depth. They'll just be in this big group milling about outside and they take up the whole footpath and you're trying to get through and there's a stream of people trying to get through and you have to walk onto the road where the traffic is to get past. And like you say, oh, excuse me, excuse me, and they just don't move. That is frustrating. It's super frustrating. It's also kind of dangerous. Just yeah. saying. So if you're one of those dickheads, move. You know, you should try being um, more polite, like me at a strip club. <sighs> move. Have a great night. Yeah, there's a polite way to go about things, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. Can you get the fuck out of my way? Speaking of people getting the fuck out of the way, I... Here's my pet peeve for nights mm. out. If I'm going out, I know that at the end of the night I'm going to go to some sort of fast food place and eat some greasy shit. Oh, I need some hot chippies. Yeah. yeah. So this is way back when this actually happened. And I've gone to Macca's in the valley, Fortitude Valley, for anyone that's not in Brisbane. And there's always a group of people that have no concept of, like, how to line up for fast food. And they're like swaying in the line and they're breathing on the back of your neck. They're just in your space. Yeah. And it's like they'll see that you're there. They know that you're there. But 
but they want to have a look at the menu or something. So they'll walk up and they're just like leaning right in front of you, yelling out to somebody else, yelling to the point where it's like in your ear, right in your ear to be like, ah, Sally, do you want a fucking Big Mac? Get off me. Yeah. This one time I was standing outside the Maccas after ordering, standing there with my large fries. I have two stories here. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) First one, some random guy just walks past and he takes some of my chips. He just snuck And he chip. eats them and he walks off. Sneaky bugger. I mean, good on him for trying and succeeding. <laughs> Another funny story related to Maccas and being out is the time that one of my friends that was vegan at the time was super drunk and really wanted chicken nuggets. So they chewed them and then so that they could stay vegan. <laughs> They spat them into their partner's mouth and uh, swallowed uh, them. Nah, that's fucking gross. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's so rank. Third story. Sorry. Thought, well, I've gone tangentially. We spoke about Maccas in the Valley. It's actually about McDonald's, this whole segment. <laughs> Is when someone I just, like, I didn't know them very well. They were super drunk. Anyway, I'd gone to Macca's, got myself a cheeseburger. We're walk- me and my friend were walking her back to some place to meet up with the rest of her mates. And she asked for a bite of my burger. So I gave it to her. And then I found out that she'd been vegan for like eight years and she'd just <gasps> eaten my cheeseburger. Stop it. <laughs> Stop condoning this. I felt so bad. A terrible person. Maybe I'm someone's pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't actually about Maccas, but I do have a Maccas pet peeve. Yeah. McDonald's, you massive global corporation, where's my fucking vegan food? Where is it? Yeah, where's the where's the plant-based alternative anything that isn't a bubble and squeak patty that tastes really gross? Give me an option, please. I'm demanding it. Give me a call. That's O4. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. What pet you, peeves. Yeah, what other pet peeves have you got? Um, when you run into someone that you kind of know, like maybe they're a friend of a friend or you've met like once or twice and they're sloshed, they're completely gone and they're just really like sloppy and touchy-feely and they like put their arms around you like, oh, Chris, it's so good to see ya. And you're like, stop touching me, you're – wet and sticky you're covered in sweat from the whatever club you've been in and you are a bit smelly like get off don't touch me my night's just beginning you should probably go to bed I mean I hate it when that happens too but it's actually quite enjoyable to watch when it's happening to someone else (laughs) in the group thanks (laughs) I think one of my biggest pet peeves is the peer pressure behind drinking when you go out. Like, I'm not a big drinker. I'm happy to ha- to go out and have a couple of drinks, get sloshed from time to time. But generally speaking, I'll only have one or two and I'll usually be the driver. Mm. And there is always, well, not so much now, but like earlier days of my life when I was a youngin, mm. there's always that person that's like, oh, my God, I don't know, like, how you can stand being around people when you're sober and everyone else is drunk. What kinds of gentleman clubs are you going to where they speak so posh? <laughs> oh, my God, I can't believe it. 
It's <laughs> okay. That was a terrible impersonation. But you know, it's like, just have one shot. That's like, more like it. Oh my god! Why won't you do a wet pussy with me? Or then I'll be, be back at the strictly. <laughs> <laughs> How do we keep circling back to that? Like, oh, just general pet peeve: drunk peer pressure. Yeah. I hate it. I'm like, any any time peer pressure comes up, I'm like, don't, mm. because then I get really pissy and I'll just say what I'm saying already very calmly in a very snarky way and that's not nice. Yeah. If I don't, I don't like, want to drink. I don't like that. If I don't want to drink, I don't want to drink. And I hate to break to you, but I'm just as fun sober as mm. you are when you're drunk. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. How do you feel about social smokers pinching your diaries? I know that gets on a lot of smokers' nerves. Nah, I'm usually fine with it. Like, I don't really have a big deal. Do you charge? No. If someone ever asks me for a ciggy, I'll give them a ciggy. It's, yeah. No, I always see it as like a what goes around comes around sort of thing. If it was like one specific friend who just always, all the time, then I guess it's a bit different, but I've never really been in that situation before. You know what really fucks me off? What? People touching my tattoos. Oh, yeah, it does. It really, really fucks you off. Okay. My skin, it's attached to me. Is it? It's for me. It's not removable. My tattoos aren't for you. They're for me. So why do you have to come up and grab my arm and go, is that Bubble Bill? Oh, my God, Mojo Jojo. And then people will roll my sleeves up to try and see what else I've got going on. And I'm like, excuse me, simmer down. So for Christmas, Mum and I got a matching tattoo of a little Goomba from Nintendo 64 Super Mario. And I'm in the shops. I'm just shopping by myself, buying some ingredients for dinner. And some fucking lady out of nowhere came up to me and poked it and said, that's, that's nice. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> it was so fresh. Like it still had the bepanthin on it. The skin was like still raw because I had gotten it the day before. And I remember getting home and being like, oh, mom, someone like jabbed me in the tattoo. I've watched this happen to you before. Oh, it sucks. It's funny as, it, again, as a bystander, it's funny as because people are just like, <laughs> is it because you know how much it fucks me off? Oh, it is. And because I see you trying to be this really polite person that's like, oh, yeah, this is what it is. But I know that inside you're like, get the fuck away from me. We're in COVID times and you're putting your dirty mitts all over my, my arms. Stop touching <laughs> me. You know what you need? Do you remember that? A fly swat. No. <laughs> Don't fucking touch. Remember that meme that went around on Instagram of that guy that built the circle device, <gasps> the COVID circle device, so that he was always socially distanced? Then they won't be able to reach. How am I ever going to get a lap dance on one of them? <laughs> <laughs> it is topical. What do you it mean? She's, no, I can't say <laughs> <Or>, that. <laughs> I'd say that. <laughs> it's implied. Uh, it's implied. Let the audience think what they think. Golly. Use your imagination. So just 
to cap off the tattoos. Public service announcement. Look with your eyes, not your hands. Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. That's too funny. Yeah, that's all the that's all the pet peeves I can think of for now. But yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you all have a pet peeve. And again, we'd love to hear about it. Let us know what your pet peeve is being out drinking at night. Yeah. What <gasps> fucks you off? Oh my god. I've just remembered something. <gasps> Go. I don't know if it's podcast worthy. Please be advised the following story has a content warning. It includes themes of inappropriate touching. We understand everybody has a different journey in life and you deserve to go about your day without being reminded of what you've been through. If these themes cause you discomfort, we advise you to end the episode here. The episode will end after this story. Do you remember the story about the guy who put his finger in my butt crack? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. Is it podcast worthy? It is now. Tell it. You have to tell it. Oh, oh, I can't believe it. can't believe I'm going to do this. Okay. A long time ago, I went to the Newmarket Hotel, local pub. I was catching up with some mates. And I'd gotten there a little bit early, gone out to the smokers area, got myself a cider. It's like not anywhere to sit, really. Most It's pretty full. There's a group of guys there that seemed relatively young. And kind of all right. So I like sat at the end of their table. Then we start chatting, blah blah blah. And there's this one, one guy with them that's probably like, I don't know, he would have been in his fifties, and I would have been like nineteen. And he starts mad hitting on me, <laughs> like making jokes about how he's gonna come home and stay in my bed. And I'm like, no, it's never gonna happen. He was real trying, eh? Yeah, he's trying real hard. And he does the whole, like, put his arm around me. My friends eventually get there and they're laughing, being like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it gets to the point where he's trying to hit on me and he just... it I don't know why, but he just reaches over, sticks his finger in the top of my butt crack. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? That's the weirdest, like, pick-up move I think I've ever heard of. Anyway, obviously, like, that was, a like, your public service announcement about, look, don't touch. Definitely don't stick your finger in anyone's butt crack, ever, ever. And security kicked him out after that. But, like, (laughs) (laughs) if anyone else has a story like that, please, like, I'd like like to know that I'm not the only one. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's so funny. (laughs) Forget about that. Okay, this has been a really bizarre episode. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking thing to end on. Thank you for that lovely story. What you've learned today, look, don't touch. Um, How not to hit on Mel. (laughs) And if your mates don't want to drink, that's okay. Yeah. Also, fantastic gift. If someone says they want nothing. A jar, empty jar, with the word nothing written on the inside. Perfect. Okay, that's it, folks. Until next time. Bye. Bye.